Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. In today's episode, we are going to take a deep dive into one of my favorite topics and one of the things I enjoy most about my job as a strength coach, and that is programming. Now, if you're not familiar with the word programming, what I'm referring to here is about designing and putting together an effective strength training program. Now, this is actually something that um, a lot of people overlook. They think it's just kind of, you know, you pick a bunch of exercises, put them together, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and, you know, put some sets and reps and off you go. And, you know, from the outside on surface level, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. But in today's episode, I want to tell you guys that there's a lot more to it than that. Okay. The reason I want to talk about this is um, I recently got posed a question um, by somebody and they wanted a book recommendation so that they could put together their very own program to help hit their goals. And this is a guy I've known for a little while and he's got some specific goals in mind. And he's come in for a few sessions. I've looked at his technique. We've worked really hard on refining how he moves. And basically, I've pulled apart. I have broken down his technique at every level, and it has helped him tremendously so far. His squatting has improved. We worked on his overhead press with the barbell. He's reached his, you know, the number that he was searching for in terms of how much weight he wanted to lift. His bench press is getting better. His deadlift is a lot more efficient. And things are generally traveling in the right direction. But he asked me a question and he's like, hey, what is a book recommendation you have for me and my goals? And it kind of stumped me because I sat down and I thought about this question for a while. And I was like, just just knowing this person, knowing where they're at and where they've come from with their training, I was kind of at a loss. I, I thought to myself, if the way that I kind of look at things is, what is in the best interest of my students or the clients who I work with. And I thought about it, and it's like, I can't just give this guy one recommendation because it's very difficult for me to outline the one thing. You know, what's the one exercise? What's the one book? What's the one piece of nutrition advice? It's They're very difficult to give you an answer that is specific for you, you and your goals. So what I've learned is the accumulation of information, and advice over a decade. This is going, you know, my entire life, I've always been fascinated with, you know, learning how to get better, you know, having a growth mindset and then learning from specific coaches, mentors, and things like that. So it was really hard for me to say, hey, here, grab this one book, it'll solve all your problems because that book doesn't exist. The way that I have accumulated all of this knowledge is, you know, from some of the best coaches in the world, leading physios, you know, speaking with and going to seminars from sports coaches, and obviously 10 years of training myself and coaching others. And this is one of the things that really gets overlooked when people are looking for a program. You know, everybody wants a program that's going to be magical and life altering. Okay, they want a book, they want an article, they want a video that's going to just absolutely change the game for them. This is what I did. 
instead of recommending this person one book, because I honestly didn't have one book in mind that I thought this would be a good one for you. What I did is I had him come in for a coaching session with me and we did a deep dive into programming. So I said, look, let's get together, come in with any questions that you have regarding program, uh, programming. So, you know, what exercises you're doing, you know, why this many reps, what weight should I be using? You know, what, what does the exercise order look like? And I, t I told him, come in and just be a sponge for an hour. Pick my brains, ask me whatever questions you want, I'll answer it and it will be relevant and specific for your goals. And it was a very, very productive session, okay? So he came in and we did this for about an hour. And I'm gonna go through a couple of the specifics so that you can tailor this for your goals and your training regime as well. But the main thing that he got out of this session is this. This individual now has actionable information, specific exercises and sets and reps, and also the progressions in place based upon his goals that he needs and a training schedule which is now more suitable for his busy life. So he came and he's like, I'm kind of doing this, I don't know if it's working, you know, where do I go from here? It's kind of at a at a, at a, at a road bump, if you will, or you know, he's at a T-junction, he's like, do I go left, do I go right, Which, what do I do? So he's now got a piece of paper, he, he has a list of exercises based upon all the information which is relevant for him, okay? So designing an effective training program is much more than a bunch of random exercises written down or just X's and O's, okay? And the reason that I wanna talk about this, the reason that I find this is important is with the advent of social media and the interwebs, it's very easy for people to put up these little graphics, these little infographics and pictures and posts online and they have catchy titles. Oh, here's a workout for you to try. Six best butt building exercises. Three, three uh, stomach slimming supersets or whatever. It's just a bunch of catchphrases and shit that's just there to grab your attention. But most, more often than not, those things are very misleading and ineffective. Okay, first of all, okay, first of all, here we go. Firstly, you shouldn't be looking for new workouts every single week. This is one of my biggest pet peeves as a coach. This is one of the things that pisses me off the most. And it's unfortunately the reason why so many people spin their wheels. Why they make progress, they get really, you know, they start a training program, and they think, oh fuck, this is really cool, this is fun, this is enjoyable, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm having a really fun time, my enthusiasm levels are high. And then after a while that disappears, you know, it's, oh, I've been doing this training program for a little while now, it's lost its buzz, I'm not getting any results and I'll try something else. I'll search for the next magical workout routine, okay? If that's your mindset, I want you to throw that in the bin. Throw that mindset straight in the garbage, bang, gone. And the reason for that is, if you keep searching for new workouts, new training routines every week or every other week, how much progress do you think you're actually going to make? I did a podcast on this a while ago where I talked about muscle confusion and people who try to shock their muscles and keep their body guessing. That is the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. And here's why. 
you actually want your body to know what it is adapting to and what it is trying to um, get accustomed to. For example, if you want to get better at squatting, you must practice the squat pattern. That is a non-negotiable. If you want to get better at squatting, if you want to get better at anything, you have to do that thing. So if you have ambitions and goals to squat more, you need to practice squatting. You also need to work on exercises that help your squat. So maybe it's a mobility thing that you need to work on. Maybe it's developing more quadriceps strength. Maybe it means working on your core. Maybe it means you need to work on strengthening your upper back so you can handle the weight a little bit more effectively. But that's really what you're looking for. You want your body to adapt to a given stimulus. The stimulus being the exercises you perform and the training program that you follow. So if you keep chopping and changing what you do, your body has no idea what it's trying to adapt to. Hope that makes sense. So that's first and foremost. Um, and this is the thing, your program, it needs you, your plan should be aligned directly, directly, so it should be a direct link between what you're doing and the goals that you have. And it should be progressed every single week. When you find the infographic or that workout routine, and it says three sets of eight to 10, three sets of eight to 10, three sets of eight to 10, three sets of eight to 12, or whatever it says, you cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again. It needs some form of progression, okay? Second thing, the workouts and those graphics that you see showing you what a session looks like is just a template, okay? It's not the be all end all. And this is why if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, which you should be, by the way, if you're not, go and do that. But it's showing you a template. This is a framework of what a session looks like. You can't follow that forever. It is one single session. And the expiry date for that session expires directly after you complete it. So it's basically like a one use program. That's it. So you get it, you look at it, you do it, and bang, it's expired, it's finished. This means it will no longer be effective once you have used it. I hope that makes sense. Just gonna let that sink in a little bit. Now, with that information in mind, I do want to state that yes, there is science to back up and prove that certain training programs and techniques can be and are more effective than others. Okay, but what I feel does not get spoken about nearly enough is how to individualize those training methods. So yes, in my training programs that I use personally and also with my students, I use the science and the methods which have been tried, tested, and proven to be effective. Okay, so that means they can be repeated and they have been shown to get results, whether it be hypertrophy, building muscle, strength gains, fat loss, whatever it is. I use the things that have been shown to work over and over and over again. Okay, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But this needs to be in conjunction, it needs to be in line with your current level. What level am I referring to? Your current strength level, your current fitness level, your current mobility level, your current level of consistency, and also your lifestyle. If you're a single dude, 
you might have five or six days a week to train. That's awesome. If you like to do that, if you feel like you want to live in the gym and just lift iron, clang plates, five or six days a week, absolutely go for it. You have my blessing. Go and do it. I think it's fucking awesome. However, if you're a mother of two or three kids and you've got a family to feed, you've got a husband to look after and a dog, you know, I don't think you're going to be spending five to six days a week at the gym. Do you? And this is something that you do need to take into account. The fact is, most people don't look beyond what they see and they just take it at face value. You know, you scroll on social media or you see a celebrity or a fit person online, you check out their routine and what they do and you think, oh, that looks cool. I should do that. This person looks incredible. If I do what they've done or that what they're doing, I'm gonna get the same results in the same body that they have. But what you don't see behind the scenes, behind the curtain that is social media, is how many years they've been training for and the thousands upon thousands of reps that they have put in to get to that point. So you're always kind of behind the eight ball. You're always playing catch up to somebody who's much further down the path of progression than you are. And it's not to say that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just saying that's that's reality. This person might have been training for 10 or 15 years more than you. And you have to accept that. But it also means you need to start where you are, not where you want to be. Start where you are. Be where your feet are. So right here and now, that is your starting point. You might have ambitions to be like that fit person or that celebrity or that person you secretly follow online and you know lurk and see all their pictures and videos and think, fuck, they're, they're incredible. I wanna be like them. That's all well and good, but you're not at that point just yet. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk to you about some considerations that you have to take into place when programming. First and foremost, I do have some show notes that I'm kind of scrolling through here, but I, I do wanna kind of go through something uh, straight away, it's just come to mind, is your training program, your training schedule needs to be something that you can do week in, week out. So this is where people have too many exceptions. Oh, every second week I catch up with my sister-in-law, or every Wednesday it's, uh, you know, it's hump day drinks after work, whatever. You have to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what I will commit to any and all week. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's a good week, doesn't matter if it's a busy week, doesn't matter if it's a slow week, doesn't matter if it's a tumultuous week, doesn't matter if it's a fantastic week. Pick a training schedule that you will stick to no matter what. Something that you will live and die by. So for you, it might mean, okay, right now things are pretty busy, my workload's high, uh, stress levels are through the roof. Uh, two days a week, I can do any more than that. I'll be flatlining and I'll be, you know, I'll be doing myself a disservice across all areas of life. If that's you, if you can muster, if you can manage two days per week, every single week, do that. This is where the program needs to match up to your lifestyle. But you also do need to bear in mind that if you have big goals, it will require a big 
commitment. So you can't just say, oh, I only feel like training twice a week. If your goals require maybe a four to five day output, you know, that's what it's gonna take. So you've gotta balance that really delicately. You've gotta find that line between this is what I can and will commit to every single week, and it also meets my goals. You need to balance that objectively, okay? You know, it's getting quite cold in the morning now. My cold showers in the morning have been fucking cold. That water is fresh. But um, what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, if you normally train before work and you think, oh, it's a little bit cold, it's a little bit chilly, tough shit. If you've committed two two days per week and it's, and it's before work, you've got to go and do the thing. You've got to go and train. That's the commitment you've made to yourself. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Identify how many days a week you can and will train every single week. If your birthday happens to fall on a Monday and you usually train on a Monday, get your ass to the gym, do your training. Celebrate your birthday afterwards. Stick to the goals that you set for yourself. Okay? Next thing we need to be mindful of is the relationship between intensity and volume. So by intensity, I mean the difficulty or perhaps the weight that you lift. So how hard you're training, okay? So that's intensity, the difficulty, and volume is the total number of reps. It's sets times reps, okay? The intensity and volume can only be as high as your work capacity allows you to recover from. What I mean by this is, if you're going through your training program and it says that you have two minutes of rest, let's say you load the bar up, let's say you're doing a bench press. You're laying down, you do your bench press, you, you finish, you rack the bar, you set your timer, two minutes of rest, go. If at two minutes you're still gassed, if you're still huffing and puffing, gasping for air and you're like, oh my God, there's no way I can do my reps again. That indicates one or two things. Your work capacity is shit, meaning you know your fitness level is quite low, quite poor. Cardiovascularly, you're very inefficient. So maybe it means you need to go and you know, do some cardio work. You need to work on a bit of nasal breathing, perhaps. Or it means that maybe the weight is just too heavy for you to recover from. So sometimes it does mean you have to take a step back. Normally you would lift X, maybe, okay, I can't recover from that. Maybe I'll drop it down and I'll lift five kilos lighter or 10 kilos lighter. Okay, I hope that makes sense. But this is one of the two things that can happen. Um, low tolerance means low intensity. So for example, if you've never really handled heavy weights before, your tolerance to those heavy weights is going to be low. As soon as you start to feel a heavy weight, what, what you perceive to be heavy, it's gonna freak you out a little bit. Your body is going to go, it's gonna be shocked, for lack of a better word, okay? And this means that you can only go as heavy as your body will allow you to. You might have great ambitions to be like, I wanna lift 100 kilos. But let's say you're doing that bench press and at 50 kilos you're shaking, the bar's wobbling all over the place, maybe 50 kilos is your highest level of intensity because you haven't yet built up your tolerance level to deal with and handle those heavy weights. 
The second is this, low capacity equals low volume. Again, like I just mentioned with the work capacity, if your cardiovascular and aerobic system is poor, so you know if you walk up a flight of stairs and you're, you've got your hands on your knees, you're breathing over, and you're just struggling for air, and you think, oh my god, why is this so, why is this so difficult? That's a red flag, my friend. That is a red flag that needs to be addressed. So maybe you need to do some rucking. Maybe you need a weight vest, and you need to go and do some fast walking for 30, 45, 60 minutes, a couple times a week. If you have low capacity, if you do not work on your fitness at all, you will only be able to tolerate a low amount of volume. Because if I throw a high amount of volume at you, you're not going to be able to get through it all. It's going to absolutely crush you. Next on the list is injuries and contraindications. So injuries. If you haven't had an injury, you are extremely lucky. Count your lucky stars, my friend. Uh, most people have had some form of injury, whether it's you know an ankle sprain, maybe got a little bit of knee stuff going on, maybe it's a shoulder, whatever it is. You need to take this into account, all right? So for, for me, I've had two major ankle injuries where I've uh, had what's called forced hyperplantar flexion. So I've almost dislocated both of my ankles. You know, I had to do both sides because symmetry, um, both through sport. I have had a right knee uh, surgery, so these are things that I have had to take into account. And currently I am coming out of having osteitis pubis. So my training needs to account for all of those injuries. Okay. You're also going to have things which are called contraindications. These are things you should be avoiding, whether it be for a medical reason or perhaps in terms of what your joints can or cannot handle. So for example, hypertension. If you have high blood pressure, it is advised that you do not perform overhead activities because it diverts too much blood away from vital organs. So that's one thing. I'm gonna use the shoulder again. Maybe you do not have full range of motion and can't get your arm up overhead without arching your lower back. This would indicate that you currently do not have enough mobility for overhead pressing. So you need to look at what your body is currently, what state is your body in, okay? If you're banged up, bruised, you know, beaten up from years of sport or just abusing your body, maybe it means you're gonna to have to start quite light. So maybe the load is on the, the lower level. You might have to change the positions you do and don't get into. Maybe it means instead of doing barbell work where your arms are fixed and you can't manipulate your joints, Maybe it means dumbbells are going to be, dumbbells or kettlebells might be a better option because there you can manipulate them and move your body more freely, more independently. Okay? And also the speed of movement. If, for example, you are highly athletic, you play sport or did play sport and you have very good coordination, it is likely that you will be able to handle faster movements than someone who is perhaps not as coordinated and doesn't have the same level of body awareness as you. Still with me? I hope so. Moving on. Training frequency I have talked about already. So you're better off doing fewer sessions. You're better off starting with less than starting with more. And the reason for this is it helps you get some wins on the board. Instead of getting crosses where you say, oh, I missed that session. Oh man, I missed another session. 
that already in itself is disheartening. There's no way you're going to be able to build any confidence. You're like, I said I was going to train four days this week, and I did zero. Go me, you son of a bitch. Again, didn't follow through and do what you said you're going to do. Well done, you. You son of a bitch. Rather than, you know, let's say it's that uh, twice a week. You get two ticks on the board. You give yourself a good old pat on the back there. Well done, mate. You did exactly what you said you're going to do. Fantastic. Now, next week, let's get another two ticks on that board. And this is the thing. When you try to do more than you are capable of, it screws up the whole plan. So let's say you've taken the time to either write a program or you've invested in a coach or you've looked online and you've thought thoroughly about you know, a four-day training program and you've got this thing, it's mapped out and it's got every single base covered. It accounts for your body, you know what you've done in the past, the current level you're at, everything. Let's say it says four days a week, it's got your name up the top, all systems go and then you miss two days. You've just screwed up that four-week block. You just screwed up the whole four-week block because you couldn't follow through on the plan. You see where I'm getting at here? This is why so many people, they want the four-week challenge, the six-week challenge, the 12-week challenge. Fuck your challenge. How about you just follow the program? Okay? Don't screw up the whole plan by you know, biting off more than you can chew. The next thing you need to be mindful and cognizant of is your CNS, your central nervous system. Now, central nervous system is responsible for telling the muscles or telling which muscles to do which job and at which amplitude. So if you're lifting a light weight, your body is going to receive a certain input to produce a certain amount of force. So let's say it's a bicep curl, you've got a five kilo dumbbell in your hand, you curl it up. Your brain has told the muscles of your biceps, contract and contract to this level, okay? That's your central nervous system. Your brain tells your body what to do. Very simplified version, okay? Now, if I'm getting you to do really heavy lifts, so the weight is heavy and you're doing complicated exercises, very complex, makes your brain think very, very hard about the exercises you're performing. If I do that on a regular basis, and it's something you haven't done before, your CNS will fatigue. You will feel very flat. You will feel very lethargic, and you will feel like, oh man, my brain is absolutely cooked. Okay, so you've got to take that into account. Your CNS is everything high intensity. Go, 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 go. Or are there times where it's, okay, this is intense, this is moderate, this is light. People don't even ask that question. They're just like, oh, I'll just keep going balls to the wall until something fucking breaks. And wouldn't you know it, something always breaks. <laughs> so be mindful of your nervous system. If you find you're always groggy, struggling to focus, maybe it means your CNS is overloaded, okay? Next, we have the immune system and the likelihood for illness. If you are somebody who is very sedentary, your level of output and just your activity levels in general are low. If you go from a very low output to a very high level of output, it's possible that you will get sick. 
because you are stressing your immune system far to far greater levels than it is used to. Okay, so you're stressing the body, and it doesn't have enough time to recover in between sets of uh, in between sessions. The immune system is compromised. If you do that over and over and over again, it's not got, it's going to be playing catch up, and eventually, like anything, if you give it too much stimulus, too much stress, which it cannot recover from, something will break. And the immune system might shut down and be like, hey, yeah, you're done. And you get sick or you get a bout of illness, okay? So make sure it's something you can recover from. Then we have the issues of nutrition, stress and sleep. Nutrition. Okay, you are what you eat. Well, no, you're, <laughs> you're a human being. You're not a French fry if you eat French fries, okay? You're not a steak if you eat steak. You're not pasta if you eat pasta. So, um, but your body does, when you eat well, you perform well. You know, I don't need to go through all the scientific literature and data points for you to know that. When you eat less processed foods, you feel fuller. When you eat less processed foods, you feel better, okay? When you eat less processed foods, you actually consume fewer calories. So, you know, you don't get that feeling of, oh man, I'm really bloated, really full, and I just feel like I'm just gonna turn into a couch potato and food coma. So nutrition does play a role. Okay, you need all three micro, uh, you need all three macronutrients, fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Everybody functions at, the, at different levels. Okay, some people prefer, prefer higher carbohydrates. Some prefer and operate better at lower carbohydrates. You've gotta find what is right for you. All right, but nutrition-wise, if you don't watch what you eat, it's going to be very hard for you to function optimally. So ask yourself the question: If you're training hard, you need protein, which is going to help repair and rebuild the muscles, so they are stronger and more resilient for the next training session. My recommendation for protein intake: 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of body weight. So pop yourself on a scale, figure out your weight, 1.5 to uh, 1.5 to 2.0 times your body weight is what you should be looking for in terms of protein in grams per day. Then we have stress. What are your stress levels like? Are you cool as a cucumber, just laid back and relaxed? You know, someone shit hits the fan and it just rolls right off you? Awesome, cool. Or are you chronically stressed? Where it feels like, you know, your eye starts twitching and you've got this little tick and you can't seem to shake it. That would indicate that, you know, perhaps you wanna uh, do something about those stress levels. Stress impacts your body on a cellular level, on a hormonal level, okay? And if you're trying to, if basically you're gonna burn the candle at both ends. You've got the family pressures, the work stress, and then you're trying to overload the body and put a stress on the body in terms of physical training. It's all gonna to be too much at some point. Again, something will break. Don't want you to have a mental breakdown. Be like, fuck, it's all too much. Nope. And you press that eject button and you just fall off the wagon completely. And the last piece is sleep. Good old fashioned quality sleep. 
you should be aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. And again, everybody is different. Some people pride themselves on waking up early. I slept three hours. I'm a fucking hero. Good on you. That's awesome. I love my sleep. I actually perform better when I sleep a lot. So I'm going to sleep a lot. (laughs) I would rather sleep more and be more productive through the day than sleep less and be less productive through the day. You pick the amount of sleep that you need to function to your best. All right. So I hope that makes sense. Like that's what I've gone through covers a lot of different things. And you do need to think about all of this when designing your program and when thinking about your goals because they all intertwine and overlap. Okay, they're all dots connecting to your main goal. So it's not just about what the textbook says. So a lot of people who are very smart, very intelligent, and have zero people skills, have zero common sense. So, you know, they might have the most scientifically driven program in the world. But then we have this thing called real life, and it's like, oh, it's throwing a curveball. Oh, my textbook didn't tell me what to do when that happens. Well, no shit. You know, you want science, yes. But you also need the art of understanding the human element of what it is that you're doing. You are a human. Things will happen. Your plans will change. The weather might change. You know, you might suddenly get an injury and be like, oh no, what do I do now? I've got to adapt the plan. But you've got to think about the whole scope of what you're doing here. Don't just think the textbook said this, so I've got to do this. The the infographic said three sets, not four. Or it said four sets, not three. You know, that's all fine. That's, That's a good start. But it has to be in conjunction with a common sense approach and also with longevity in mind. If you just want to go balls to the wall, work really hard and get rapid results in four weeks and then after that four weeks you don't give a shit, that's cool. You do that. But maybe this podcast isn't for you because I'm talking about winning long term. Getting results, maintaining results, getting better results later. So it means that you have to periodize your training. Periodize means to plan and map out your training in advance. So it's not on the fly. It's not you walk into the gym. Oh, I think I'll do this, this, and oh, that machine's free. I'll chuck that one in there as well. Sweet. No. If you periodize your training, if you do that correctly, you can train for weeks, months, and years on end, feeling great, looking great, making gains in strength, but also enjoying the process that is physical training. I know so many people who loathe the idea of going to do physical training. For me, it's an outlet. Like it's something I look for. It's one of the things I most look forward to in my weeks is Mondays and Wednesdays currently with everything I have going on. I'm currently strength training twice per week, just as an FYI. For me and my week on Mondays and Wednesdays, I look forward to it. I grab my program out. I've already got my sets and reps and I'm building upon what I did last week. I'm getting a little bit better just by hitting my numbers. So that's that's one of the things I have in mind, is the longevity. It's planned out, and you follow the plan. So to wrap things up, guys, this is my advice for you. Stop looking for dumb workouts online. Stop searching and saving those fucking infographics that are single session expiry date training plans. 
and instead create the one which is appropriate for you and your goals. So if you don't know how to do that or what a program like that may look like, pay a coach to do it for you. Invest the money in yourself so you can get better results. It will save you time, effort and money long term. It's taken me over 10 years to accumulate the amount of knowledge and information that I have. Over 10 years, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars to accumulate all of this knowledge. So instead of you having to do that 10 years worth of reading, researching, going to events, seminars, training, trial, error, you can just maybe reach out to a coach and be like, hey, I'm not so good at this programming business. I understand it's important. Can you help me? Don't rely on what you read online or in a single article. That's the land of the theory. Paying a coach to do your programming or to actually coach you hands-on is going to cut out all the shit you don't need to do. You're gonna avoid all the things that are going to be of no use to you and avoid the things that you shouldn't be doing and you just focus on the stuff that matters for you. Not about what any other person on social media land is working towards, but what you specifically have in mind and the goals that you have. So we don't live in the land of theory. We live in the real world. So you need to make sure that your program is going to stand up to the test of time and the rigors of the real world. The way that you do that is by tracking your results measuring your progress, and then you adjust accordingly based upon that information. So guys, that is the art and science of programming. There is science to it, yes. Sometimes you do need more volume. Sometimes you do need more intensity. Sometimes you need to change the exercise order. Maybe this exercise needs to be higher up the page. You know, if your priority is squats, don't have it as your last exercise, have it as your first exercise. Take all of this into consideration and use it so you can have the most effective training program and therefore get the most effective results for your goals. Guys, I appreciate you. I hope that it's been informative and valuable for you that you can actually take and put into your life and your training. If you did find this episode valuable and you got some useful information out of it, please, pay the fee and share this episode forward. Copy the link, share it on your Instagram, share it on your Facebook, share it to a colleague on your email because it goes a long way and you'd be surprised by how many people right now are just mindlessly scrolling, hoping to find that magical workout when you know it's not really gonna help them or solve the problem that they have. So guys, I appreciate you listening. Hope you got something out of the episode and uh, I look forward to speaking with you guys again real soon for another episode of The Wake Up Call. Until there, or until then, have a great day or evening, and I'll speak to you guys soon. If you loved The Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.